world. It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. And now, also on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week. The only daily trailblazers podcast coming at you every single weekday. Make it your first listen. Make it a part of your daily routine. And tell your pals to do the same in today's show. The Blazers can't lose. They're done with that. They're not, they're not losing anymore. Four straight wins. They go into Memphis, beat the Grizzlies, those Grizzlies with the third best record in the NBA. The Blazers come with an impressive and entertaining and just a straight up fun win. That's a capital F on that fun. We're going to talk about that game. We'll talk about the performances from Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic. And I want to talk about the identity this team is forming to close the show. We're seeing the vision come together for the Blazers. Let's talk a little about that vision to close the show. But first, let's do what we do. The fastest recap in the West. Blazers win 123-119 in Memphis. They controlled this game in FedEx form. They're up 11 at halftime, 68-57. They led by 14 in the second quarter. Grizzlies led two zip. Blazers took it took over from there and basically had control of this game through the middle two quarters. Memphis, you know, only down five at the end of three quarters. They were right there, but Portland had not relented. Uh, Grizzlies finally took the lead back with the five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and set up a really, really fun final five minutes. Uh, Desmond Bain is a layup with four minutes, 56 seconds left, and there are four lead changes in the final five minutes. It was tied at 117 with a minute and 31 seconds left. Nurk gets fouled on the wing, battling with Steven Adams. Nurk was great in this game. He hits two huge free throws. Then the Blazers get it, get a stop on defense. Desmond Bain gets caught in a weird position halfway between a shot and a pass, throws the ball away. The Blazers go down. They they go to Anthony Simons. They gets the switch he wants with Tyus Jones, and Anthony Simons walks him down to the right wing, sidestep to his right, splash three-pointer. Shades of Damian Lamont, Ali Lillard, except this is a new Blazers superstar. Ant cans one. Uh, Blazers come away with a couple stops or come away with one stop and then Justice Winslow hits a free throw late and the Blazers hold on to win 123-119. That's your fastest recap in the West. Like I said, Anthony Simons, superstar stuff in this game. 31 points and 6 assists, 11 of 18 from the floor, 5 of 10 from the free throw line, made all four of his free throws. He was fantastic in his 34 minutes. Yusuf Nurkic, Balling. 32 points, 8 boards, 4 assists, 12 of 17 from the floor, 7 of 10 from the free throw line, made made a 3 in this one, 1 of 2 from from 3-point range. Uh, Nurk was just great. Steven Adams, one of the strongest dudes in the league, and Nurk was throwing that guy around, using his strength, using his, not, you know, not getting out of, not playing sort of out of control. Nurk was just great in this game. Justice Winslow continues to be just Good. 16, 7 points, 3, 7, 16 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, and a steal. Uh, it made two three-pointers. If Justice Winslow is going to play like that, Blazers are going to win a lot of basketball games. Josh Hart, I guess this is who Josh Hart is. 22 points, 7 boards, 6 assists for Hart. Blazers got 14 off the bench from Ben McLemore. What a freaking game, and they needed it. John Morant, 14 points, went to the free throw line. 25, well, he took 25 free throws. Went to finish 21 of uh, 25 at the free throw line. Desmond Bain, 30. Uh, no one else had more than 12. That was Brandon Clark for the Grizzlies. Just just a straight-up wonderful game for Portland. Um you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into this one. Quite frankly, um I didn't think the Blazers were gonna win this game, and I I had a I had a, a, a recorded interview with uh, someone you'll hear tomorrow, La Murray of the Athletic, joined me, uh, and I was gonna play it in this game. We we're just gonna you know cruise past this one and say, hey, 
you know, they lose. Memphis is really good. And instead, the Blazers go in there and and right away in this game, and that, I feel like that's that's the most impressive part of this performance is right away they take a lead early. You know, it's like they're down two nothing. Then all of a sudden they're up eight, up ten, up you know, up nine. They had a nine point lead in the first quarter. It's like okay, this team's good. This team's just good. You know, they're up, you know, they're up eighteen. They're up eighteen nine. It's like okay, this team's not screwing around. Uh, you know, they win. They win against the Lakers. The Lakers aren't very good, and the Lakers played terrible in that game. Terrible. They, they beat the Knicks, but they were down 23 and they came all the way back and the Knicks are bad. The Knicks, it's like those two teams might fire their head coaches this week. I don't think Frank Vogel's getting fired, but like the Knicks and the Lakers wins are, are nice wins. Not taken away from those. They go into, they go into Milwaukee to begin this, this little two game road trip to wrap up the, to wrap up the first half of the season. 70% of the games are done, but half uh, to get into the all-star break. And they go into Milwaukee and they beat Milwaukee and you're like, and I said it here on the show. It's like you can't cannot take anything away from them for that win. That's a nice, nice win. That's an impressive win, right? But Milwaukee's missing their best player. You can the Blazers are too, but like it, it's easy to find the excuses built in in that Bucks game, right? It's like eh, they're they weren't all there for it. Memphis was all there for it. John Morant did not play last night. He chose to play in this game. Um, he had 44. This was the full complement, one of the best teams in the league, a team that's been fantastic all year long, uh, you know, creeping up towards second in the West, third best record in the NBA. This was just a great win, a great win. And it was a great win because they took control early. It was a great win because when Memphis made it a game, when they, you know, Memphis led by two on three separate occasions in the fourth quarter and one on another occasion. They, you know, they, they, it was back and forth in the final five minutes. And when Memphis scores, you know, it's a it's take the lead. When Memphis takes the lead with five minutes left, it's like, okay, you know, this, you kind of see it, right? Like 43 minutes of, of competitive basketball, but then just like talent catches up with you. And, and, and at winning time, the better team takes control. And the Blazers certainly could have done that. They certainly could have done that inside two minutes with uh, two minutes and four seconds left when John Moran made a really nice slicing layup to the left side, put put Memphis up one. The Blazers, it's like, nah, well, hey, not they're going to pack it in, but just like at some point you run out of shot making. The Blazers didn't run out of shot making. Nurk just kept battling. He was fantastic in this game. And then when they needed it, and I think this is, this was a moment for me when they needed it. They get the they get the switch they want. This is what you do when you have a superstar player. You come down, John Morant's guarding Anthony Simons. They run up C.J. Ellaby to him because Ellaby has Tyus Jones on him. They've got their worst defender on, on C.J. Ellaby. They, they know, you know, teams are going to switch in the league now. They run just a little little screen action because uh, the guys are going to, teams are going to switch. They're going to keep people in front. That's, that is, that is the way the league works. It's a switchy league. The Memphis had been doing it basically one through five all game long, had been, had been switching. You know, you're going to get it. You get the matchup you want. It's not the first time the Blazers did that and got Ant onto Tyus Jones late, late in the game. They get the matchup they want. And Ant doesn't call for a screen because he knows he doesn't need a screen because he's, he can beat Tyus Jones. He can get the shot he wants against a smaller guard. That's what superstars do. They hunt the matchup and then they don't worry about the matchup in front of them because they see the rim and they know they're going to get into the shot they want. And so what Anthony Simons does is tween, tween, sidestep, splash. A couple crossovers between his legs, hard pound dribble and sidesteps to his right. That is a Damian Lillard classic. Who who you think Anthony Simons works out with in the offseason? And then he splashes one home. 
Blazers up five. Ball game. It was a monster shot by a monster player. And what I want to do in the second segment is I want to celebrate this a little bit. I preach so much on this podcast to cling tightly to your joy. And this has been four games. Four games. But boy, howdy, has it been entertaining. Let's hold on to that joy a little bit. Come with me in the second segment. Hold tightly with me to just a really fun run over the last week for the Blazers. Before we do that, though, I'll tell you about betonline.net. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You want to bet on the Blazers to never lose a game ever again? You can do that there on betonline.net. Plus, they got, you know, you can, they got your pregame lines, your money lines, your spreads, all those things, your odds on the game. But you can do live in-game betting. You can get props, player props and team props all throughout the game. So if you want to bet on Nurk and Ant to both have 30 points, you can cash in at betonline.net. They got... Listen, they got action on everything, not just basketball, but the Blazers are fun right now. And if you want want to win some money betting on a fun team, no better place to do it than betonline.net. So don't wait. Head on over there today. That's betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Let's talk about joy. Let's talk about joy. This was supposed to be the part of the season where the Blazers lost and you were okay with it. This was supposed to be the part of the season where the Blazers lost most nights and it felt okay because the plan was for them to be bad. I'm not going to use the T word in this episode. I'm going to spare you from it. But the plan was for them to lose. They built a team that was going to be you know, had some parts that could help them in the future, but they were, they were not chasing it. They were chasing a draft pick. They were, they were accepting that, hey, it's not really going to work out for us this year. We're going to head the other direction. Now they've won four in a row. And it's four games. It's like 5% of the season or something like that. It's, a, it's very small. We're talking one week of basketball. One week. But this week has been the most fulfilling week of basketball they have played all season. And I think you, dear listener, deserve to lean into that feeling. They've been fun. And it's okay to admit, these four games are the most fun I've had watching basketball since however far you want to go back. For me, it's probably that 2019 playoff run. I told uh, I told my wife right before I recorded this, I said, I, I do not want to compare this to the 2019 playoffs because it is four games in frickin' February. And she laughed and she said, yeah, but it's almost as fun. In this house, we agree that this feels special, feels different, feels, feels, it feels important. And it feels important because the greatest part about sports, the greatest thing you can ha- that can happen to you as a fan of a sports team is having your low expectations turned on their head. There is nothing more satisfying, more gratifying than low expectations for a team. Getting turned on their head, flipped the other way, and all of a sudden team that was supposed to lose is ripping off wins against the hated Lakers, coming back from 23 down to beat the Knicks, going into Milwaukee and beating the champs, and then coming back a couple nights later and taking on one of the most entertaining and surprisingly good teams all season long who has been straight up excellent and very good in their building. 
and beating them in the final five minutes in a game that came down to who who can go score when you need us to. And who can go score was Anthony freaking Simons. He's been so, so, so good. It has He has been the head of this. Josh Hart has been fantastic. Fantastic. Justice Winslow has been a perfect addition to this group. Uh, C.J. Ellaby has fit in where he's needed to, and, and Ben McLeBore in his minutes has been really just useful for the most part, making shots and being an offensive player. And Trendon Watford has, has, for the most part, filled in where he needs to fill in as a, as a playmaker and a backup big. And Yusuf Nurkic was fantastic tonight. He is playing the best basketball he has played in years. This is the best Nurk we have seen since prior to his leg injury, prior to a very serious injury. Nurk is bawling, bawling. And whether that's motivation by, you know, proving the haters wrong because, you know, they counted, counted this team out or motivation for getting a big payday in the summer, whatever it is, he's earning that big payday in the summer. He's been fantastic. He was great in this game. But the reason that this team is so special and on the track they're on is because Anthony Simons looks like a superstar. I have been... Um, hesitant to crown him with that particular word. And I've been hesitant because I don't think his game needs hyperbole. In fact, I don't think it serves him well to say, this is an MVP and all this stuff. Like, I think it serves, when a, when a young player plays well, I think it's good to keep it grounded and say, man, has he been good. He is, you know, he is doing all these things that are really impressive. But I don't think it. I don't think it serves him. I don't think there's value to be gained in being hyperbolic about a, about a, a young guy like Ant and saying he's next. But y'all, he might be next. <laughs> he looked so good tonight. It's three straight games with at least twenty nine points. Um, excuse me, four straight games with at least 29, 29 points and and three straight above thirty. He had never had back to back thirty point games in his career. He's now had three straight. And the way this one went down, he wasn't rattled. He didn't rush stuff. There was one he caught in the corner when he could have just popped a three and instead he got to what he wanted, took a couple dribbles left to the elbow, knew he could rise and fire, did it calmly and knocked it down. He's making reads and pick and rolls. He's but he's doing what he does best and he looks so calm doing it. Ant is, if he's not that now, if he's not a superstar now, the track and his path towards that has never been clearer. And if you're someone who's been on the bandwagon for a long time and you're welcoming me, hey Mike, welcome to the bandwagon. Let me just say, in the past I would have been a little resistant to this, but let me just say earnestly and honestly, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here because he's been great. And the Blazers have been great. And this is four games. And there might be a sobering reality that comes in after the All-Star break and 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 whatever that might hold into the future, right? This this four games is a tiny little sample. But these four games have been so much darn gosh darn fun that I don't think even me, a pessimist and known hater, if you're a longtime listener, there's nothing I could say that would be honest about it that would, like, dump some cold water on this. This is fun. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. There is nothing better than the team you love subverting expectations. And the Blazers have not only subverted expectations, they have developed a clear identity for what, how they want to play and what they want to be. That's what I want to talk about to close the show. This team, it's not just that they're winning. It's that you can see the plan in action. It is clear and obvious, clear and present, ballin'. 
let's talk about that identity to close the show. But before I do that, before we get there, because you're coming with me, dear listener, let me tell you about rockauto.com. You can save time and money when you use rockauto.com. If you go to a big chain auto parts store or you go to the car dealership, not only are they going to struggle to have what you might need for your specific make and model, because if you're like me, you drive a car that's almost 15 years old. They just might not have it on hand. If they do, you're just going to spend more money because that's the nature of the beast. That's how a chain auto parts store stays in business. That's how the, that is how the dealership does it. So don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Go to rockauto.com right now. Cruise through their easy-to-use uh, website and save 30, 50, even 100% on the exact same parts that you're going to find in those other places. Why not? Easy to use. And they're helping do it yourself. So if you're someone who works on their car, rockauto.com is going to be the solution for you. Head on over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Blazers have subverted your expectations. You thought this was the time of year they were supposed to lose and lose on purpose and it was going to feel okay. Instead, they're winning and it feels joyous and fantastic. If you are watching this team and still rooting for them to lose, you are you are doing it wrong, my friend. You got to enjoy the wins because... F- Fun and fun and joy are fleeting in life, and this team is bringing you joy. Grab it, hold on to it, and, and be happy that it's here. But I think one of the most gratifying things about this stretch, and again, four games, one week of basketball, I know, I know, okay, I get it. But the most gratifying part about this stretch, the post-CJ era that does not yet include Damian Lillard and doesn't include Nazir Little, some parts of the future that, um, that I, you know, are going to be big parts of next year's roster, is that the Blazers have an identity. They have a real, real obvious identity. They want to play fast. They're playing faster. They want to move the ball. They're moving the ball a little bit more. Ball didn't move as much against Memphis because Memphis switches a lot. um, And uh, it's just kind of the nature of things. Blazers still had 23 assists. They had Josh Hart and Anthony Simons had six assists each. Yusuf Nurkic had four four dimes. Uh, Justice Winslow had three. Like the ball still moves. Um, But it's it's not flying around all the time. And when the sort of the, we got to, crunch time you saw that there was less little less ball movement because you put the ball in the hands of your best players and let them go to work but the identity is there early in the game a little more ball movement a lot more pace playing faster getting into stuff faster running when you have an opportunity to run if you can't run at least you've gone down and made them match up early josh hart incredibly valuable at this Uh, justice winslow really doing a good job of pushing pushing the pace the, uh, of pushing it to the other end uh changing ends quickly Trenton Watford they're letting him grab and go he's making it happen as well uh, and I think Ant has done a better job of being a little bit less deliberate they're playing faster the ball is moving more and they're playing a variety of defenses and they're playing really aggressive on defense they they still play a ton of zone and the zone has come a long way from being hor- horrific quite frankly, early in the season, like really bad, an, e- an easy thing to beat that teams could could beat easily, get what they wanted against Portland's zone. Uh, that, that certainly has changed. They're playing 
a couple different types of coverages on defense where sometimes they're they're blitzing where it's like a pick, uh, the pick and roll action comes and they go to the ball and they chase it down hard. Sometimes they're hedging a little bit, you know, Yusuf Nurkic shows a little bit on the ball screen and then sprints back and recovers quickly. They're just straight up sometimes having Nurk not show at the level of the screen, uh, you know, soft hedge because it's a non-shooter and get back. Like playing multiple defenses, playing aggressive in their base defense and playing a smarter zone look and sometimes changing late in possessions from zone to man when you get late clock. This is the vision that Chauncey Billups had. I've talked to him about it, um, you know, his defensive ideals and he wants to be able to play an aggressive defense and have a zone as a changeup and be able to switch interchangeably between those two things. The Blazers also are switching a lot more with this group. They're able to switch a lot more with this group. Um, Steve Jones Jr., uh, Portland's own, pointed out on Twitter, it's like, kind of looks like Chauncey Billups said, give me a roster that looks like last year's Clippers and I'll I'll craft a darn good basketball team out of it. And you add Josh Hart and you add Justice Winslow, you play more, you know, larger with C.J. Ellaby and um, you're, you know, you can get closer there. That That is not the 2019 Clippers but, or 2020 Clippers, but 2021 Clippers. I'm several years behind. That's not the 2021 Clippers, but it's, this team has an identity. And I think one of the troubling, frustrating parts of the early season Blazers was that identity was, it either butted against the preferences of veterans on the roster, like Damon CJ didn't want to play that way, or or they just, Chauncey struggled to get buy-in, or some combination of the two. He was He was unable to get them to buy in, and specifically the guys who were available at that time didn't want to play that particular style. I think a little bit is too much is being made is like, and I talked about this in the mailbag episode that posted yesterday, a little bit too much is being made by the fans of like, how does Dame fit into this? He's good. I am not even remotely worried about that. And if they do end up playing slower or passing the ball a little bit less with Dame on the court, one, I think you make up for it just with his offensive, individual offensive talent alone. And and two, we will burn that bridge as we cross it in October. <laughs> but now like that doesn't concern me. What could, what I think they're developing an identity. You develop a strong identity. It's easier to drop players back into it because it's like hey this is the way we play and you've seen it Uh, we have tape of it working Um, shout out to Nikias Duncan we have tape we've seen you Uh, will be what they you know what they'll show what they can show to uh to Dame in the fall like I'm I'm not worried about that I'm worried about or I'm I am pleased with them developing a real identity and I think that's one of the things that they've done and you can say um it's it's getting there in December this team sucked don't get it twisted. They sucked. And Ant was part of being bad. Uh, like, it's it's been a turnaround, and he's been a huge, huge part of that. But they their, their defense was a nightmare. They were aggressive but stupid with it. The zone was porous. And the ball didn't move that much. They, they, they had climbed a little bit from being, you know, last in the league assists and last in the league in, in uh, raw passes to, to, you know, bottom 10 in the league. But slowly... As the season has gone on and as the roster has changed over, Billups has imprinted his vision for this team and what their identity wants to be on this group. There is something to be said for the you know new players playing for something. Justice Winslow playing for his for a for a you know a chance to get another big contract and really stick in this league. Josh Hart playing for Josh Hart, just a dude who plays hard as hell, but playing for you know, he's got non-guaranteed years left on his contract. That dude wants to 
someone wants to give him eight figures, he wants to make sure he earns it, and he's absolutely doing it. So there's somebody who said, for you know, same thing with use of Nurkic, the 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 chance to stick, right? And the Blazers are going to give Nurk a whole bunch of money and make him a part of the future. I'm certain of that, but it's it's this group has bought in. And so much of what we believe Chauncey Billups would be, and I, quite frankly, I drank the Kool-Aid early in the early in the season. You know, first preseason game, I said, you know, the Blazers look like shit. But when Billups talks about basketball, I really believe it. And then the team didn't didn't work. It didn't work. the 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 three guard thing didn't work with Billups's vision. The uh, Dame, CJ, and Norm didn't work with his vision. And then. Uh, the sort of next iteration after CJ was missing some time just never found its groove. This team, whether it's younger, you know, slightly younger veterans or players motivated for their next contract or their next chance in the league, or just players whose skill sets straight up better fit the idea that the coach has for what winning basketball looks like, whatever it may be, whatever the explanation, they have a clear identity. You know what you're going to get from them. They're going to try to play fast. They're going to grab and go and run, run, run. Um, you know, they're not like a crazy effective fast breaking team, but they've got guys, you know, if, if Josh Hart grabs it off the rim, he's gone. Uh, Billups, so the, the first thing he said about Josh Hart was he loves his grab and goes and loves the way he plays in, in transition. Uh, Billups has mentioned that about Trenton Watford. And when Trenton Watford's in the game and he gets it, he pushes. He pushes and makes decisions and makes, um, you know, inverts the floor a little bit because he's being guarded by a big guy and you've got a big guy handling and running up the court. When Justice Winslow gets a head of steam, he is a hard player to deal with. Uh, you know, st- stationary Justice Winslow, not that scary. Justice Winslow on the move, terrifying. Uh, he's really strong and can get into the paint and can finish with his left hand and finish a little bit with on the right side as well. Like, that identity of playing faster and play and, and deliberately playing faster, it's working with this group. To me, it's that's a personnel thing more than like a buy-in thing, but I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think the Blazers could have played faster and did, just weren't that, didn't buy in early in the season. And now this group has, you know, the defense has come a long way. And I think some of it is just they had to build trust in how this defense works, but they also just had to get better defensive players on the court. Winslow and Josh Hart are better defensive wings, and that kind of picks up for what they want to do. And I think specifically Hart and Winslow are better at what Billups wants to do defensively than, say, Robert Covington, who I think is a pretty darn good team defender, but not um, for what Billups was asking Rocco to do, didn't necessarily fit his skill set. If the roster is built around, if the roster is built with Billups's vision, and the players on the roster that have the skill sets that fit the vision implement that vision on the court, you have developed a team identity. And over the last week, we have seen that Blazers identity form, coalesce, and play itself out on the court. Ball moves, team moves, and they play harder on defense. They're not going to win all of their games for the remainder of the season. I joked about this earlier this week, is that when a team wins, it feels like they'll never lose. When a team loses, it feels like they'll never win. Blazers have won four straight. feels like they'll never lose. feels like we should be setting up outside of El Gaucho, getting ready for that championship parade so we can wave as the Larry O'Brien trophy rolls past us. And y'all, I'm not going <laughs> to hate on that dream right now. Enjoy it. This team had a really fun win and they're starting to form a real identity that you can get behind whatever happens after the all-star break who cares the vibes around this team have not been this good all season 
and I'll celebrate good vibes. I'll celebrate a team that looks like they're enjoying it and is executing the plan at a high level. They could have lost tonight. Amphrey Simon's shot bounces out. John Morant makes one extra free throw down the stretch. Justice Winslow misses one. You're, we're talking about a competitive game that they lost. But the results have been really fun. And the, the process has been so much better. And that all of that together is worth celebrating. So have fun. Enjoy it. So head into the All-Star break. The Blazers don't, don't play again for more than a week. Get to ride the high of this four-game winning streak and this game in Memphis for a week. Tell your pals about it. Say, the Blazers rock. And also, there's a podcast I listen to that helps me appreciate why and how they rock. It's called Locked on Blazers. It's available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube, free on all every single platform. Five days a week, the only Daily Trailblazers podcast. Coming at you every weekday. That's right. That, tell your friends exactly that. Tell them to look for us. Just search Locked on Blazers. You'll find us there. Tomorrow, Law Murray joins the show. He's going to tell us about, we're going to talk to Justice Swinslow and Eric Bledsoe. I'll talk a little about Keon Johnson, the forgotten man in the, in the trade. Uh, we'll head into the All-Star break with some All-Star thoughts. It's going to be a really fun show, so make sure you come back for that one. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.